Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu, and I hope you're doing well this offseason. And, uh, you know, the Texans, they've wrapped up their offseason workout program. It was all done virtually, so players are off, coaches are off. Uh, we are still working, and I thought this would be a great time to bring back some of my favorite Deep Slant interviews from the 2019 season. I'm still getting a few new interviews here and there, but... Uh, I thought, you know, as we gear up and get ready for the 2020 season, however that looks, uh, whether there's fans at the games, there's no fans at the games, limited fans at the games, or, uh, you know, whenever and however it starts, I thought it might be nice to kind of go back and and look at some of the players on the roster and to revisit with them and, and talk about some of their stories. So this week is no different. I am going to bring back one of my favorite interviews. It's just a portion of my talk with wide receiver Kenny Stills. But before that, uh, remember, this is presented by Xfinity, and uh, the coverage of Xfinity XFi can't be beat. You can stream your team all season long on every in-home device, no matter where you watch. This is Beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans, proud partner of the Deep Slant podcast. So uh, this week, we bring to you Kenny Stills. He's in his eighth NFL season, his second with the Texans, and you all know how how he was acquired by the Texans, right? He was acquired via trade with Laramie Tunsil, and uh, Tunsil's name was sort of the headline on that trade, and uh, Kenny was maybe maybe a byline, you could say, because no one was really quite sure, and that includes all of us that covered the team throughout uh, OTAs and training camp. How Kenny Stills would be used would be a, would he be a depth guy, and uh, you know, or would he move into a starting position? We didn't think so because obviously you had DeAndre Hopkins, you had Will Fuller, you had uh, Kiki QT, you had DeAndre Carter. You had a number of guys that had been on the roster longer than Kenny Stills. And you think, here comes Kenny Stills just days before the start of week one. No chemistry with Deshaun Watson. So it's probably going to take him some time to build up to what he has uh, going chemistry-wise with any quarterback. So first game against New Orleans, and Kenny Stills comes out. He has three catches, the one that we all remember, the 37-yard touchdown catch on the Texans' final scoring drive of the fourth quarter. I had a chance to catch up with him, talk a little bit about football, talk a little bit about what he does off the field. He's very active in the community. He's big into social uh, justice causes, and he's one of those guys that's volunteering every single Tuesday when the players are out at different events throughout Houston. So we'll get into all of that. But first, here's what Kenny had to say when I asked him what really separates him from other wide receivers. He's obviously very good at the deep ball. And, you know, he got up to speed so quickly in the offense, like I mentioned, obviously with Deshaun Watson getting making a huge play in that first game against New Orleans. So here's what he had to say about his skill set and what he brings to the table. Just like the attention to detail. And, and uh, I've, I've always kind of thought of myself as a really detailed receiver and not the most like athletically gifted I'm fast but I mean I'm not like one of the guys with the big hands or um, you know like a crazy big frame or anything so I try to make sure that my game is extremely detailed and uh, I'm on the same page with the quarterback and so I I think the the deep stuff just comes from uh, good good play calls you know we got trick plays in and um, Trick plays, yeah, I say then, in quotes, yeah. You know, the coach is calling the right plays at the right time. What about Deshaun Watson? It seems like the two of you have such a good chemistry, and it's, it almost seems effortless, which I know it's not because you have put in the time, but 
how do you make that work? How, do you, how does it look so effortless and easy and natural between the two of you, considering you didn't have the off-season to really work with him on timing and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, the kid's a baller. Like, that's, that's really all it comes down to. We, we put the time in at practice, and I'm getting a lot of the reps, um, you know, throughout the week, but he's just a baller. We, I don't, I mean, we've probably missed on a couple of throws, even in practice. So um, what we're seeing on the field and the games is what we're getting in practice, and so... Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say, I can't say like enough good things about him. And we'd see Kenny go on to make quite a few big plays throughout the season. He finished the year. He he missed only three games, and one of them was the final Week 17 game where a lot of players were out and were being arrested for the playoffs. But finished the year with um, 40 catches, 561 receiving yards, four touchdowns. He had a flea flicker play uh in that one game and, and I talked to him about some of his favorite plays over the years he was actually in that that miracle at Miami game in 2018 where they um the Dolphins beat the um the the Patriots in the final play of the game he was he was part of that flea flicker which I probably I imagine half the Dolphins were involved in that play but um he, he talked a little bit about that but I also had a chance to talk to him about his community work his community service social justice causes and I really wanted to bring back Kenny's interview right now because I feel like it's so relevant to the time we are living in and what's going on in the world obviously George Floyd's funeral taking place in Houston all the protests um, around the country around the world and and Kenny Stills is very active on social media very active um, in his in his vocalization of of what needs to be done for the black community to reach so, racial equality and and I had a chance to talk to him a, a little bit about what goes behind all that so take a listen I really enjoyed this part of my interview with Kenny one of the things that I knew about you and I think a lot of people knew about you coming here was um, how active you were in the community you were named the Walter Payton Man of the Year for the Dolphins in 2017 2018 you get here you meet with the Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo and he had a lot of really nice things to say about you. What did you hope to accomplish out of that meeting? Why was it so important to sort of continue that? Yeah, it was important for me to just introduce myself and let him know that, you know, I was here and I could be somebody that, um, you know, we can work together to build relationships in our communities. And it's important, um, you know, for me to have those conversations that way, you know, if something positive or negative goes down, um, you know, I have his number and I can reach out to him and, and figure out how we can work together to work towards solutions and I think that's the biggest thing for me is um, you know solutions and accountability and um, you know I try to do everything that I can being a football player somebody with a platform that, that people look up to to try and um, you know do good by other people and to influence people um, you know to to you know treat each other the right way and um, you know try and make every place that we're in a better place and so uh, I think that's just part of you know who I am and what I'm trying to do. It seems like you've got so many, only so many hours in a day, and you're right. sort of putting it everywhere. But you know, obviously, you've made it a priority. When did you decide, or how did you come about thinking that that was something that you really wanted to focus on? Um, I think that it's been something that's been a part of me for a long time. When I really like look back at you know who I am, but also, I think as I've started to see how other athletes were using their platform, I really. Um, you know, wanted to start doing the same thing and using mine and, and understanding that people look up to us and, um, you know, look at us to see how we're acting and how we treat people. And so if I can, you know, do my part and lead by example, then, you know, I can hope that other people will only do the same thing. I, the, one of the first times you spoke to the media here, you got a few questions about it and you said, 
um, you know, just check out my website if you want to know more. And I actually went to your website, I read about it, and there was like a documentary on you, mm -hmm. which I watched, <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to ask him about activism and, and all this, but it, it really goes into great detail to explain how you came about doing all these things. But I think for people listening, there are a lot of people with causes that are important to them. Mm -hmm. What sort of advice would you give them on how to get started or how to find that one thing that they can really contribute to? And, and how do you, I mean, everyone's busy. How do you make time for it all? Yeah, I think it's, you, you start with, like I said earlier, just trying to find, um, you know, one thing you can do a day or a week. And then from there, I, I think it starts to kind of just snowball. You know, for me, it was, being at every community service event that we did in Miami and it's being at every community service event that we do here in Houston and um, then you start to meet people that are like-minded and are interested in the same types of things that you care about and you start to connect with them and then that circle becomes bigger and bigger and so you just figure out what you're passionate about um, you know things that you care about for me it's single-parent households it's you know community police relations it's you know teachers and education like you figure out those things that you that you care about you get on google and you research those nonprofit organizations and figure out ways that you can get involved and then you just show up and you put your heart into it and um, then it all comes back to you great stuff from kenny stills uh, kenny doesn't really like to talk to the media too too much so it was great to be able to chat with him i think that took place in September, very soon after he got to the Texans. And he had addressed the media. He had told everyone, and I think you heard a little bit about it in the interview. Um, he said, you know, if you have any questions about my social justice causes and my work in the community, I encourage you to go to my website. His website is kstills.com. So if you want to know more about Kenny Stills and what he's involved in, I know that's just a few minutes of my interview, but you can check out his website and, and see everything else he's up to. So hope you enjoyed this version of the Deep Slant podcast. Best of uh, heading into the 2020 season. We'll be back with some more podcasts in coming weeks. And if there's, a, if there's an interview or a player you'd like to hear from that maybe you missed th throughout the season, um, just drop me a line at Deep Slant on Twitter and let me know what you think. So as always, thank you so much for listening and go Texans. <laughs>